spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Alex Jones sent kitty porn to the lawyers of Sandy Hook victims? It might actually be true. But it's not what you think. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And that is exactly what I do. I take the stories from the week, the big stories, the stuff that gets into that 24-7 cable news cycle and seems always to be about personalities and drama. It feels like a soap opera or a reality show, and it might appear to be smoke and mirrors or just generating uh, ratings and revenues from the lowest common denominator. But I have come to believe that anything that makes that major, major news cycle, anything that gets the big headlines, it's not necessarily fake. It's not necessarily false, but it is there for a reason. And it's there for a reason almost always to influence your decision, your opinions, your consent to the way things are run, to the policies of our government. And almost always, in or- for something to rise to that level of propaganda, it probably would not pass in a normal course of legislative action, the normal kind of uh, methods of civilization that have emerged over the millennia. And the story I want to focus on this week is a unique example. I just last night cracked the code. I was like, oh, yes, I know what this is all about. So it's actually, because it's taken me long enough to crack that code, it's going to take a little time for us to do that together, for me to get you to where that aha moment I had yesterday. And it's uh, around this, the latest story of Alex Jones. Alex Jones, you may have heard of him now, but when I first started doing this show years ago, I, I knew who he was, but most people didn't. And... I realized that he was going to play an increasingly larger role when Bill O'Reilly started talking about him, then Hillary Clinton. Over the years, he's become symbolic and important in a big way. But what his what he his claim to fame is, what he's always been, is that has a website, InfoWars, Prison Planet. He's rather histrionic, very dramatic. He made his bones by sneaking into a Bohemian Grove ritual, a kind of elite occultism, and revealed that to the world and and has actually produced a lot of stuff that has merit, uh, opens people's eyes. Now, it's just like the mainstream media. It doesn't always have to be, it, it, the majority of the stuff might be true, but it doesn't mean it doesn't serve a purpose. So I be, believe I'm beginning to understand the purpose that he serves. Uh, and and I want to unfold that, but it, but just generally, if you read the articles that he's been featured in recently, I could read you the first line of probably everything I pulled off the big sites 
Uh, he's far right wing. He's got a fringe website. He's an extremist. He's a conspiracy theorist. This is the image that is that he represents. And lately he's been in the news because the parents of Sandy Hook victims are suing him for this isn't exactly what it says, but generally speaking, in, in the kind of terms that you're used to hearing, intentional infliction of emotional distress and also defamation. Defamation is when you publish something that isn't true, that's negative, and that hurts somebody's reputation and actually creates damages that can be awarded. These are torts. They're civil cases. And he's been featured in these for stuff he said about Sandy Hook, the shooting uh, in the elementary school in Connecticut in I think it was December 2012. So uh, this is what he's been um, in the news about. But there was something last week, this week, that made the news in a big way. Shocking, shocking headlines. If this guy, if you didn't already think this guy was bad news, the the headlines you're reading this week will absolutely tear it. Uh, so it's funny because... My producer Binkley here is uh, um, a little more plugged in. I've kind of, I'm not as plugged into Facebook and stuff like that as I used to be. And I, um, for, I'm sure that's true for a lot of people who are listening to me. But so Binkley, first of all, hi, how you doing? I'm hot. It's hot outside. You're hot. Maybe you should be unplugged for a while. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to overheat. That's a, a reference to our pro- one of our recent shows or podcasts where if you say to Alexa, Alexa, you're hot, instead of telling you to unplug her because she is an electronic device, she um, digitally slaps your face because she's now a feminist. She's a feminist, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Bigley, you should probably get unplugged for a little bit, but not until the show's over. Stay plugged in for now. So... Uh, so what do you so what do you think people think happened this week with Alex Jones? Why, why what has demonized him this week? Well, on social media, people on the left have been propagating this idea that he's spreading child porn around and sending child porn directly to the parents of the Sandy Hook victims. That was one headline that I saw shared by many people on Facebook. Okay. So we're going to be extra cautious and making sure we keep it clean here. So if there is deeper stuff, I don't want to know it. That's enough for me. So this is what they're saying. And I actually hadn't been looking at the Facebook stuff. I was reading the, the stories. Like I try to read the case. I started trying to read the filings, which are much harder to get than you would think. I mean, the biggest sources, the biggest stories should that purport to tell you about uh, these cases you would think they would just link to the source material. I mean, these are these are the these are the the platforms that we're supposed to look up to. They're supposed to support them. We're supposed to pass laws to protect the mainstream media. I want to get to that uh, in this show, and and they never reference any source material. But uh, but so what I found is it was actually kind of disturbing. The judge, so in the, in the, in this civil case, so it's a civil case, it's not a criminal case. So the reading of how you would apply the Fourth Amendment to stuff is not crystal clear. I mean, it it definitely seems to be crystal clear. I personally think that the civil cases should have a Fourth Amendment 
type protection because it's just too much of a hazard to say that you can't that you can use a civil case to get to stuff that you could not otherwise get to and then criminal charges could emerge from it so if this guy's really sending uh kitty porn around he'd be in jail for it no matter how it was discovered and he's not but let me just tell you so what this judge said when he was he's being sued and the plaintiffs asked for uh, a lot of stuff and the judge allowed it what she allowed them to have access to are is this get this letters memos emails and text messages concerning business plan and marketing strategies for InfoWars, which is a $20 million annual revenue operation, the shooting at Sandy Hook, crisis actors, and mass shootings in general. So letters, memos, emails, and text messages on, on their business plan, their marketing strategies, the shooting at Sandy Hook, crisis actors, and mass shootings in general. And this is a big operation this guy has. And I looked at my phone uh, before the show, that's my screen of my phone. I have one little app in the corner that everybody probably has that has a little mail, it's a little mailbox, and all my mailboxes go to that. Right now, it says that I have unread messages in all of my mailboxes, which are all mailboxes I use actively, 114,000 unread messages <laughs> in my... Is that normal, Binkley? Do you have that? That's Yeah, that's for me it is, yeah. Yeah, I have one one thing that's just for commercial stuff. So if I'm buying something, I never sign up for emails or anything and or newsletters or ads, but they send them to you anyway. So I have one, and that has probably 60,000 unread. But so these are unread. I have 140, and I'm and I'm I don't really conduct like revenue generating business like this guy does. So it would be virtually impossible to curate that to look through that stuff and and comply with the court's order in any kind of specificity so if you wanted to just use the fourth amendment as a kind of touchstone for what what is uh reasonable for your expectations of privacy now this is criminal mixing criminal and civil but like just what you think of as an american of what you're entitled to your privacies and protections uh, the fourth, the Fourth Amendment says the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or a- affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So, they're if they're looking for something specific that you could then go find and produce. That would be one thing, but they're not. So by default, if you don't give them everything that falls onto this broad category, they, then you've got problems with them. So what, you're, what are you going to do? You're going to give them everything. And, I, and I, the, my first time a red flag went up for this was an even worse case. It was Michael Cohen, who they confiscated millions of documents from him. They really, from what I read, did not give him a chance to actually answer with specificity a created such a broad net that many, many people had what I would consider and other and legal scholars have considered a violation of the attorney-client privilege, which robs you of your Sixth Amendment right to counsel. You want to ask somebody, am I doing right or wrong here? You have to be honest about what you're doing, even if it's a good faith effort to do the right thing. These are serious, important protections, and they're just glossed over in the background here. But the reason this guy ended up sending kitty porn to 
the lawyers, from what I understood was, it was in an unopened email in an inbox that they sent, so they didn't even know it. Yet, the lawyers who received it found it very quickly, responded immediately, and this drew the ire of Alex Jones, who then did something stupid that got him into even more trouble and set further precedents, specifically that he then lost his right to file for uh, to dismiss charges against him in the case. And even worse, he has to now pay for the plaintiffs to file stuff against him with regard to this kiddie porn stuff. So he should likely he would be able to just dismiss it because clearly he had no idea. But now he has to finance the nuisance against him on an on that what might have been otherwise dismissed. I mean, this is a very screwy case right here. I believe the FBI cleared him of the 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 image charges already. He was being treated as a victim in, in those. And yeah, that part of the story that you just mentioned what that did is that enabled the media to shift the focus to the sanctions and Absolutely. just ignore the fact that they basically were defaming someone. Right. Blatantly. And what he did, but here's the thing, he plays into this stuff because oh, yeah. because he says he what he did was he punched a picture of the lawyer on his show. <laughs> so it's not like he said that guy is defaming me. Like he could have just done it in a yeah. way that would be helpful. And instead the judge said, Oh, you threatened the lawyer de facto threatened the lawyer and uh, and there and now I'm going to punish you for it. So there are a lot of nuances here, but I want to stay focused on what we need to be aware of to guard against ourselves. He's not a sympathetic character, and that's actually part of the plot. So I'm going to get to that in a second. 404-872-0750-800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Everything she said was true. She knew. Nobody believed her. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are talking about the true purpose of the Alex Jones story this week, where he sent kitty porn to the lawyers for Sandy Hook victims. Let's get to the bottom of that. I'm going to Jerry on the line. Uh, Jerry, you're on with Monica. What you got? Hi, Monica. Hi, Binkley. Okay, so I think one of two things are happening here. Either this is a concerted, continued effort to take Alex Jones out because they've kicked him off of Facebook. They've suspended his website. I mean, they've done all kinds of things to try to silence this guy. Now, I I personally don't like him because he's just too over the top for me. Or this is a, a media play, meaning... The money that the money worth of coverage that he's going to get in terms of exposure is tens of millions of dollars. And I'm just curious what you think. It's it's yeah. one of the two because this guy is not an idiot. He's a very smart guy. He's a very good businessman. He's like I said, he's a little extreme, but he is a businessman. And he's got, I think, about $20 million of annual revenue. So he's not no small potatoes anymore. Um, he's got millions of millions of people that go to his website, millions of people that listen to him. And it, like I said, it's either they're trying to silence him, but he's not going to send that type of email to those lawyers. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm going to answer, I'm going to tell you what I think about your um, choice after the break. 800 WSB Talk. 
Uh, This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. I am here on WSB waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6. And we are just beginning what should be, uh, I have many layers to peel of this onion on what, what is the true purpose of Alex Jones in the news. It seems like drama. It seems like personalities, but there's always a reason for these things. Even if there's no reason, no big sinister reason for the lawsuits to go on, for the story to be out there, there are reasons for the kind of publicity this stuff gets, there, that, they, that it hits the mainstream. If there is somebody who is a problem, who says stuff that is going to <clears throat> uh, be a threat, they ignore them. This was the big tell for me between Ron Paul and Trump. Ron Paul... It was people, John Stewart would make comedy skits about how Ron Paul would win or near win primaries and not even be listed in the results. They would, that he would show clips of mainstream media just skipping over Ron Paul when they read who was winning. And with Donald Trump, it was the opposite. He would get tons and tons of publicity. Binkley and I, my producer Binkley here, and I were just doing a podcast where we talked about uh, CNN. Uh, writers being frustrated that the word came down from Zucker to be basically all Trump all the time during the campaign. So this was a media-driven, you know, when the media is driving something, you have to wonder why. And the Alex Jones stuff, I think, falls under that category. So there's a little, that's a, a um, traffic alert, special uh, weather alert. Okay, so what we were talking about was why Alex Jones was in the news this week for allegedly sending kitty porn to the lawyers of Sandy Hook victims who were who are suing him for defamation and emotional distress. Basically, I'm shorthanding it. So so I think he did. There was this what I consider to be overly broad discovery. This is something we should be thinking about. Do not care if you like this guy or not. Do not care about the emotions. Don't watch the news for the for the drama of it. Wonder what's going to happen next. No, 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 no. We should be talking about whether it's okay for uh government authorities to raid Michael Cohen's office and take millions of documents, few of which would be pertinent to the case at hand. Similarly, Alex Jones was required by the court in a civil case to produce letters, memos, emails, and text messages concerning his business plan, his marketing strategies, shooting a Sandy Hook, crisis actors, and mass shootings in general. This for his $20 million business. So this was overly broad discovery, and he could not curate his response. So he sent stuff, and someone had sent him kitty porn in an email that had abusive language in it, which he had not opened. That's, that's the official story, as I can tell. Now, who sent him that? We just had a call from Jerry before the break who said maybe this was all a PR stunt, which would have meant he'd have had to send it to himself and then forward it to lawyer. And then the lawyers on the other side, having gotten at least hundreds of thousands of emails alone, not to mention the other stuff, would have identified it quickly 
and then brought it to his attention and played into his hands. So it is that is possible, but I highly doubt it because trafficking in that stuff gets you to uh, jail. <laughs> so this would be quite a dramatic publicity stunt. There was a whistleblower, Donald Sockleben, who was an FBI guy and every high-profile case you could name from the era that he was there, Oklahoma City, World Trade Center, 92, or whatever year that was, all this stuff, and uh, the underwear bombing. And he was supposedly the whistleblower. I actually think he was convicted for the whistleblowing on the second underwear bomber, which outed an MI6 agent, a British intelligence agent. He outed this guy, and they put him in jail for it and in a bizarre coincidence they also found kitty porn on his laptop and that encouraged him to not fight the whistleblower charges rather to accept a plea so you go to jail for a long time for this stuff and it would i cannot imagine that anybody would want to dabble in that uh jerry also proposed that the that the alternative to this being a PR stunt is that they're really trying to take him out because he's a threat. And I don't, Jerry also mentioned, the caller Jerry before the break, also mentioned that he didn't care for Alex Jones because he was too over the top. And that is actually, that opinion that Jerry had, I think is the key to what's going on here. They take this guy who does actually a disservice to the causes, in my opinion. When he was on Piers Morgan to talk about gun rights, he acted crazy and attacked Piers Morgan uh, verbally on an unrelated issue. It was an ad hominem attack. Whereas Larry Pratt, the Gun Owners of America guy, was on Piers Morgan. He made Piers Morgan look like an idiot. <laughs> so because there, there's so much merit to the gun rights argument, which Jones deserved. And that's when he lost me. After that, I was like, I don't, I don't care if he's sincere or insincere. He's doing a disservice and I don't care for him. So he serves this purpose as being a villain. And this is the key, I think, to what is the ultimate, you know, a very serious tactic that's emerged. And this is it. This is my aha moment from the other night, yesterday. Uh, I remember, so what, what, are the, what is Alex Jones prompting? What big policy change? So all these little violations of our right, little violations, these are the most serious things. I mean, those, the, the Bill of Rights, to me, is, is all you need, and you need it all. And the, these encroachments are very serious, in my opinion. But, but a policy issue that I think is at the heart of, the Alex, of Alex Jones being in the limelight is that the damage he causes, the damage he's accused of causing, being sued for, for causing, is so detrimental to society, it cannot be tolerated, and people like him need to be censored. That's the message you're supposed to hear. Binkley, my producer, is here. Binkley, can I ask you, do you does that seem right to you? Am I missing something that, he's, that, that a lot of this is driven to censorship and by the scare tactic that he causes irreparable damage? Absolutely. And some of it, I think, maybe is going to trigger self-censorship in people that are in alternative media. Absolutely right. That So this specific defamation suit, this in, intentional infliction of emotional distress, I believe will has a couple of impacts that do not rise to the level of policy 
they are, in my opinion, they will bankrupt people like Gawker was bankrupted in high style by Peter Thiel uh, for exercising what they said was freedom of the press. It was distasteful and unpleasant, so people aren't annoyed with this outcome. They don't like it. Uh, they don't like what they did, so it's okay that they went down in a blaze because uh, they were sued into oblivion. So that didn't require policy changes at the highest level. It didn't require us to vote for laws. It just effectively, through the legal process, bankrupted. And then that those bankruptcies will... Now, for these big, high-profile people who can fight some of these more frivolous lawsuits, they won't be. Ba- they probably won't be bankrupted. But if they lose, they could be bankrupted. And even if you are right, even if you are not engaging in intentional infliction of emotional stress, even if you're just a pure, good-faith journalism touching on sensitive subjects, subjects that people don't want to touch on, questioning the official narrative, you cannot afford to put yourself in jeopardy if you could be the victim of a nuisance suit that you could win if you had the resources, but might be bankrupted in the process. Now, that's a very serious thing, and you would have to chill yourself, not out of cowardice, not out of a fear of damage to your reputation, but out of literally being bankrupted out of existence. So that is, I think... uh, at the level of this right here, a very real and effective attack on free speech. Then I think there's also, and we can see it in what I want to talk about during the show, the Republican, Hawley, I think his name is, the youngest senator, put up this uh, like anti-bias bill. But basically it's a censorship bill or it's a, it's a reducing the immunity uh, of some of these platforms, internet platforms, based on their perceived lack of political neutrality. Let's let's talk about that in a little bit, but I'm just pointing out there are policies in play uh, for, for wholesale regulation of the internet. There was such stuff in the past. So here are the two things, right? This guy is defaming people, scaring people, as the ADL had said Uh, in praise of Tim Cook, that he was putting down dangerous anti-government conspiracy theories. So these are dangerous. They're dangerous. They're hurtful. People get, uh, like, Pizzagate prompted someone to go uh, with a gun and shoot up the pizza place. So these things have real damage to their being harassed, that Sandy Hook parents are, are... supposedly being harassed as a result of this stuff. So people are really getting damaged. And then also another leg of that stool of why we need censorship on the internet is that conservative voices are being screened out by these outsized big tech platforms. So these are the things. They're scary and dangerous and they're politically unfair. If you will recall, in January 2012, There were widespread protests. The internet blacked out. 130,000 or 115,000 websites blacked out on one day in protest of SOPA and PIPA, which were two bills that were allegedly anti-piracy bills. But they were so egregious. I'll read you a little bit about it. 
after the break, they were so egregious that everyone objected to them. They would not allow internet censorship to come down. Actually, let me just uh, read it to you. It's the It said that legal analysts suggested draconian court orders could be obtained without uh, undue difficulty to take down an entire, entire site without dialogue or notification, due process, or liability for compensation if incorrect, even if the site were legitimate. Perceived consequences include serious undermining of free speech on the internet, devastation of internet communities, and widespread closure and chilling of websites, include, particularly those including user-created content uh, or organizations providing reference materials. So people went bananas for laws that were going to do exactly what we are now clamoring for in the wake of people like Alex Jones or the, conser- the allegations of conservative uh, anti-conservative bias. So I think we have now been reduced to using terrorism or we're the victim of a kind of uh, making us emotionally terrorized, fearful. And that is prompting us to support laws that we would not otherwise support. So let's explore that a little more after the break. 800 WSB Talk, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator? On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We're back. Uh, So I think I kind of jammed that in a little too fast about the SOPA and PIPA stuff. I my point was that uh, they there were all these we are when real policies are presented to us that gives the government a lot of power and they tell us why their reasons we weigh those reasons and we consider whether we're willing to take the chance, whether the chance is zero tolerance for that chance, whether it's highly likely, highly unlikely, what the damage is, just like you assess all risks in your life. And we decided absolutely overall, without question, that we did not want to risk the government shutting down websites in the name of protecting us from copyright infringement. That's what the excuse they were using. But they wrote it in a way that was very risky to our internet freedom. And they tried and tried, they rewrote the bill, they tried and tried to get it passed, SOPA and PIPA, and they could not get it done. Then, shortly after that, so this was January 2012, let's say um, the conspiracy theory hoax era uh, was started about a year later so the so if if you think of sandy hook as the as the focal point for the hoax stories that was in december of 2012 and then as and as a matter of fact i read a great article a while back about that for at akamai tree which is now gone um i'll tell you about that after the break and uh that's severe weather so listen in this is monica perez Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today 
at shopify.com slash records.